0: enlightenment they have their award ceremony and we'll probably have uh, Mr. Archie Welch and Mr. not Welch, Mr. Archie Williams and Ron Mike Millen both are members of the Aches and enlightenment I know they'll comment but our also in our remembrance and dialogue is dedicated to the memory of Leroy Satchel Page Carol Cole Shelby, who made quite a mark to be with you on this beautiful Saturday. We thought you had skipped town and we didn't know where you were. Sometimes I
1: don't either.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now the two guests, uh, who do we have, um, Mr. Arnold? Brother Ron McMillan out
2: here in Strange Valley Park with the, the OGs. Oh, they got a little, they got a little something on the. You know how they like to barbecue in Kansas City? And they got a little crowd down here. I had just left the gym theater, which gave a fabulous salute to Sister Carol Cole. And there had a lot of people out there that had people come up and talk about their experiences with Carol Cole. And some of her, some of her notorious capers. Well, they only that. Get that is correct. I remember tell you. <laughs> you ain't had a, you, don't know crowd until you had a personality. And so our daughter Ailey and her sons and stuff, they put up a nice little show, um, Terry Rowley hosted it. And we had everybody speak on it and remember how powerful she was. Before that, we left down at the Scientology Church. We had an a honoring of Sonny Elvis Gibson, my papa. And we recognized the work that he's been doing, another crazy person. <laughs> And you got to be crazy to live in Kansas City and get this thing done. And Sonny
0: was one of those people that did everything right. enlightenment what for 17 years down at that McDonald's. And his personality brought all kinds of folks together. And then we had to.
2: Dr. Williams from the Black Archives was our guest speaker down at Sonny's. we were able to talk about some historic stuff. Today being August 21st, I like to celebrate all y'all because August 20th, 1619, that's when the first 20 of y'all got here and became enslaved. You know, welcome to the shores of uh, Britain (laughs) or was up there, Virginia. And 20 of y'all got sold into servitude, and that's what the whole thing about Nicole, Hannah. Johnson, I love that woman, she in her research and she's diligent, people want to challenge her but she's a Pulitzer, she's a genius award winner, her research is dynamic, and when she walked into the Times office, the New York paper, in New York and presented 1619, they gave her the whole paper, and people don't believe it, but they published the whole year, around 1619 in the truth. And really, um, they like to talk about the dynamic of the black dis- and it ain't nothing but bringing out the truth of what really happened. And we got here 1619, 1776, this pageantry for white folk. We were still not free. So we don't we don't accept, uh, and we look at her research and what went on, and we. I hope uh, people will go to uh, YouTube or on the internet and really look at her research and who she is and the 1619 thing that we need to get behind so that the truth about how america who is america about and we're going to find this more about slavery than you want to recognize and we have shaped the character of this nation and now it has to live up to and give justice to those dead in the slave. so we got a a great opening because uh, what Marcus Garvey's birthday was just all this is coming together on the 17th so we got the Garvey then we got this whole 1619 thing and we should have some fabulous discussions and not stop white folks from telling the big lie I'm sorry the big lie has to die so that America can live because it's supposed to be about liberty and justice but you had slaves and we need to write about it, the documentation is there, and we need to recognize it. It happened, we can't change it, but as we move forward, the truth, well, what Grandma used to say, <laughs> the truth sets set you free. And we're getting that, because we have research now that we can document things now that we never could have documented years ago. And I'm so proud that a lot of our PhDs, a lot of people go to this, largest some biggest universities, Yale, and Harvard, and digging up some stuff, digging up a few things, if you really would research Harvard, and how many slaves they had, and the things that went on, so, we're into a movement that will bring us closer to the truth, and stop living, you could see how they're lying, you saw that January 6th, you can see the hypocrisy, and we, as a people, have to stand up for the truth, because
0: the truth will lead us where well, we should be, children, children of God. We also should help Mr. Uh, one of your partners, uh, Mr. Archie uh, Williams. Has he joined us yet? Archie, uh, Archie on the line.
2: Oh yeah. I'm listening to my brother. Man. That's confession. Okay. I okay. love Archie. I love that brother. He. I like, to go, I like to
0: speak behind him. Y'all let me get on before the professor. Well, I on said. the same token, sir, I've I, I left word for you that you guys have the whole show. And also our co-host for today is Mr. Nimrod Chappell, and he also is head of the uh, Jefferson City and and he has his own law firm. So you're supposed to set this tone, uh, Mr. Chappell. So we'll let you okay. in now. And I told uh, Mr. Ron McMillan, we'll give you the first five minutes, but he said, uh-uh. <laughs> 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 so let's make this a good show, and also, people, you're on YouTube, you're also on uh, Facebook, and the smart, and iPhone, and it's another um, media outlet that we're on, but while well, you go ahead and start, uh, Mr. Attorney Chapel. And we'll bring Mr. Archie William and Mr. Ron Mike Millen. You guys will have a whole shot. of people coming in, they can go on YouTube. They can go on uh, Facebook. Guess who's coming to Kansas City? You am know, seeing all of these uh, are being archived in the Ferguson, USA, on the web page, and also podcasts and archives. And so, take it away, Attorney uh, Chapel. Uh,
1: yeah, well, thank you so much. Uh, Nimrod Chapel here. Real pleasure to be with you. I can already tell I'm in good company and it's going to be a great show. You know, a lot uh, of people don't recognize the history that we actually have. And there, there are misconceptions. You know, sometimes people think that just because we're talking about history that we're being anti somebody or somebody else, right? Uh, here we're talking about 1619, where folks left from Point Comfort, if I recall. Isn't that right. an interesting name for slavery's uh, hate hatred to begin yeah. on this continent? Uh, can, can each of you give me your, your take, your perspective, what you think the relevance of the 1619 Project will be in, in 20 years when our kids and grandkids are looking back at this historical
0: moment? Mr. Archie William, will you take the
1: lead
2: yeah. in that? Yeah. Wow. Now, that's very, very you know, Thank you. Some of my thoughts on this very, very significant topic. uh, You hit the nail right on the head right there because my firm belief is what it lies in the old saying that uh, they used to greet each other with in many cultures and our ancestral home Africa. They would greet each other by saying, How are the children? and the response had better be the children of mine. It's like we say, hey man, what's up, how you doing? Uh, The significance of that greeting is that what we do today is not for us right now. It's what we're building for our children in the future. So in answering your question about the significance of the 1619 Project, to our children some 20 years from now, it better be, and that's if we're doing our jobs correctly right now today, it better be us teaching them that they are not who we have been made to be up to this point as far as being Negroes, colors, just descendants of slaves. It better be us telling the full story about how we built this nation, even through slavery, but with a clear understanding of what that slavery undertook. The 1619 Project is, uh, and I'll use the the, the phrase that um, Dr. Nicole Hannah Jones says, is that it aims to reframe the country's history by placing the consequences of slavery and the contributions of Black Americans at the very center of the United States' national narrative. Now, we think about that for a minute, that we look at the consequences of the slavery that took place and colonial, Bruce colonies that fed into the development of the United States of America and recognize the contributions that our ancestors made and place it at the very center of the United States national narrative. Now, reshaping the narrative is what's going to determine what our children know 20 years from now that the 1619 Project, it looks very promising if we do our jobs today, that they will have a better understanding about our world in this country. So uh, sum it up. What we're doing today is going to determine how well our children and grandchildren will participate in this experiment of democracy and live up make this country live up to the creed by which it was founded on of every
0: man
2: being created equal and endowed
0: bound by our creator. Okay, on that note, if you just happen to tune in uh, on the internet, Ferguson, USA Hot Talk Radio, and we have a special show. The topic is Before Slavery. project and this uh scott owens if some people want to go to the youtube or go to facebook how might they interject some information via those two uh areas
2: you just find the uh, live stream on ferguson usa hot talk radio page on facebook and uh and i'm monitoring uh, both facebook and youtube you could do the same thing on either. Uh, Put up (laughs) 1619. 1619. It comes up. And Nicole Hannah Johnson has made numerous appearances. And they try to chop her down, but her research and what woke up with Van Um, They came before Columbus. And she and ladies out the history that people don't want to don't want to reckon with but that history and the history of Africans and moors and how we travel and who we were and what we did she dug into that and changing the narrative I think that's some technical name that they used for 16, 19 but it ain't nothing but telling the truth um, resetting the narrative so that the truth can be known and that our children don't have to feel all bad about the history that was there because we were the ones who were captured and enslaved. And we are the ones who know that we have had a mission to glorify God Almighty. When you take to us and take us from the bottom pits of slavery to the presidency of the whole United States, something's going on there. They better recognize
1: it. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And it seems like right now there is a full misconception about what history is, because that is the 1619 Project, that's right. the history of the people who have been oppressed and erased from history for a long right. time. Nobody ever thought about getting canceled. and and that with critical race theory in any way in for us on the distinction between what is critical race theory
2: and what 1696 project really is? Oh, I'm so glad you answer that question. Go ahead, professor. There is a whole movement going on by some um, European-Americans to cloud the issue. Now, political race theory examines social, cultural, and legal issues as they relate to race and racism. Uh, it is an academic movement of civil rights scholars and activists each to examine the law uh, and I'm examine the law as it intersects with issues of race and to challenge mainstream liberal approaches to racial justice. Now that's really significant in that uh, the 1619 project talks about specifics in the development Of slavery beginning in 1619, but the political race theory really took off after after 1970 with Dr. Derek Dale, who was a professor at Harvard University. And uh, they were starting to notice the erosion of some of the civil rights laws that had been accomplished during the movement during the 50s and 60s. And they began to study it more closely, and they had found that the law that structures our society has supported, now listen carefully, supported white supremacy. And what they discovered is that it was baked into the very writing of the Constitution. Three-fifths of a person on the structuring of uh, how this society that uh, function and that's the political differences
0: between the political race theory and the 1619 project. Now with uh, the people east of Kansas City, we talk about St. Louis, what is known and what has been taught to the second largest city in the state of Missouri. And, I, and the, uh, please project and organization you represent. Mr. Our folks,
2: your turn. Folks, when, when been rejected, well, in, in most cases, uh, can
0: identify yourself.
2: need to be told and I would education here in St. Louis, uh there's been much debate about that the books and the history of the story that would be told. And right now, uh, you know, there's still much debate and there's no decision that's been made by telling the actual history uh what it is about English itself, you know, and, and the things that takes here and not only here, but around the country. So that's an uh, issue that, that, that seems to being made like most places and need to be brought out.
0: Okay, also the uh, co-host, uh, Attorney Nimrod Chapel, what has been taught or said in Jefferson City, our capital city? You
1: know, I, I, I can tell you that I've been dismayed with the uh, the, the history, uh, or the lack thereof, being taught currently. I've, I've got two young children, one uh, who's now 13, another nine, that put them in. Uh, eighth grade and third grade. And so frequently, my, uh, my wife and I would review their textbooks and we look at their history lessons. And I can tell you, you know, uh, two years ago, one stands out in particular because there were four pages devoted to slavery, Jim Crow, and the Civil Rights Era, uh, era including pictures. Uh, there was absolutely no uh, real discussion of what slavery was, how that affected people today's effects, or that there were laws that are still being fought today, uh, and and how that's being articulated in terms of their present existence. But at the same time, my then second grader was able to understand that when there was a change from, uh, well, let me say this, to former President Trump and his version of leadership in America, that that would have profound effects on us. So intuitively, I think that we know
0: a lot. What we're getting out of those books in the classrooms, especially for our young people, uh, is not enough. Okay, any of our, our guests, uh, how does this tie in with what we all have to go through in college—the birth of a nation? Well, uh, this is Archie Williams, and um, I'm
2: not a, a affiliated. Uh, directly with any one particular organization, I'm just uh, an independent uh, author and a retired uh, social worker. But uh, the tie-in, uh, repeat your question again so
0: I can I was saying many of us in college, I went to Park College, now Park University, I'm C. Richardson, the chairman, CEO, founder of the Ram Minority Media Association, I will repeat this again, that we'll be celebrating our 47th anniversary on a special broadcast uh, this coming Saturday, which is August the 28th, as well as the people, some people will get it on the Zoom, the others can get it on by going to FergusonUSA.TalkRadio.com it's also on YouTube and Facebook. What I was saying is, are uh, you familiar with the special broadcast? of the film, The Birth of a, a Nation, and how the Malata, and how the Negro got involved in that. That was my uh, question.
2: Okay, that was uh G.W. Griffith film that came out in 1915, is that correct? That's correct. Oh gosh, that was uh, a real turning point uh, for race identity that time. The the whole point of that movie was to glorify the Ku Klux Klan, and in doing so, you know, that uh, put down and, and kept down, you know, slavery was over, to keep black folks in their place. And it was, uh, you know, reviewed in the White House by President Wilson at the time, and uh, the Klan itself grew in great numbers at that particular time. And of course, we all know there was lynchings taking place all across uh, the nation, not just in the South. But uh, that would be the biggest takeaway that I can give on the impact on uh, blacks and mulattoes. <laughs> Name, sir.
0: I'm Archie Williams. Okay. And you got a memoir. You got a book that's been published too, haven't you?
2: Uh, yes, I have. It's called The Evolution of Africans in North America: The Three Phases of Permanent Perpetual Slavery. And it's something that I self-published after doing some independent research. That uh, some of the questions I had about uh, our position in this country, especially after the riots of uh, the, uh, the acquittal of those four police officers who beat the nuts out of Martin King and our reaction to that, and having gone through the, the uh, civil rights movement, witnessing the riots during the 60s and 70s, my question of black uh, progress had made in seem to no longer exist and, and the treatment was correct and what have you those are some of the questions that caused me to start to research uh a lot of who we are as a people talking about black folks and uh why our condition in this society is is what it was. and the information that i found out really parallels what uh I've Professor Dr. Nicole Hannah-Jones came up with with the 1619 Project, except my book looks at it from a clinical perspective, and how we have been impacted psychologically by going through the form of slavery, this peculiar form of slavery, I should say, that is uh, inherent with the founding of this nation.
0: How might your uh, writing, your book uh, be uh, published if any of our listeners or their family uh, would like to uh, get a copy of it? How might they do that?
2: Uh, you can email me. I don't have, um, I'm not sophisticated in terms of using electronic methods, but uh, my email address is Archie ARDHIEW. 44 at gmail.com and we can uh, work out uh, uh, getting a book to you at that point. They're only $10 and we charge that so that I can continue to republish books. The, I have to say that the publishing company that I use, a uh, self-publishing company called Zilbras, was extremely frustrating. And I would not go to them again, and I wouldn't advise anyone else to do so. It, it was, um, it was
0: a, a very bad experience for me. Okay, uh, Attorney uh, Nimrod, is he saying this correctly? Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I think that that's exactly right. I
1: think that that's exactly right. That we've got uh, to, to, when we think about birth of a nation and the impact of that, Terrible piece had on us. Uh, I, I can't tell you enough that you know when uh, when we worry about our, our kids and grandkids, we're we still going to feel the effects of that of that piece of uh, of uh, I'm be sure a, uh, propaganda is really what it was. You know, um, a lot of the stereotypes and the tropes that we still see uh, rehearsed uh, in our own lives uh, are just being propagated by that. And I hope that one day we'll be able to to, to get past it. I mean, how do provide an anecdote for a vile, racist piece of film, Um, uh, education. So uh, the the book that we were just referencing, it would be a great way uh, to know the truth and understand that's not not accurate. Um, But we've got to continue to try to put in society's eye references to what it is, uh, the testaments to our humanity as black folks, as human beings, and as
0: Americans. Okay, one of our, and I hope all you uh, will become human members if you have not already, but Mr. Alex Thomas has just called me, and he has a show, Talking with Alex Thomas, that is broadcast every Monday morning at 10 a.m. on KPRT. And so before the show closed, give away, because he might need to talk to you and have you uh, call into his show. So... If we would uh, just give the information, it's at KPRS, and if I still know the number, but I'd rather for you to provide your information so we can get that correct. Uh,
2: about, everyone has
0: heard about uh, the Exodusters. Am I correct? I think we believe. I know uh, Mr. Candy Price
2: a gentleman named Benjamin Singleton and uh, after a while he became affectionately called Pat. so you might find him as Benjamin Pat Singleton, that's P-A-P. Uh, he was a former slave in Tennessee just square outside of Nashville. He escaped the plantation, made it to Canada, uh, was there for a while and came back in 62 Union occupied uh, uh, the area that he was at. Long story short, uh, they had uh, the former slaves after slavery had ended were under great repression and oppression there even after slavery. So, uh, Pat Singleton said, Hey, you know, we can never succeed being here under these conditions. So, he researched. Land in Kansas, and found out that there was a um, uh, a settlement at the same act that they, you know, used to take land in Oklahoma and so forth. Well, he used that same act to get land in Kansas. He led over fifty thousand people out of Tennessee and established townships and settlements in Kansas around sixteen. 77 six to 16, I'm, I'm saying 16, excuse me, 1877 uh, to 1879 or so. Mm-hmm. And those 50,000 folks are still, they have the tenants over in Kansas even now as we speak. But, Captain mm-hmm. Singleton not only did that, he testified before Congress because they want to know, well, you know, why is there such a great... Migration of, of uh, African Americans leading out of the South. You know, they, they, they but anyway, he tried, Pat uh, participant that is, trying to establish uh, uh, lending institutions, trade schools, other mechanisms just for the former slaves to pull our resources together to uh, do for self is a term that that he had gone around a lot, but he was one of the originators of doing for himself. And he met, you know, with great frustration from his broader establishment. So well, it was in 1885 that Pat Singleton settled in Kansas City, Missouri. His home was uh, down in the West Bottom at 923 West 8th Street. And that's, that's uh, if you want to Google it, it's really eighth in Madison in the West Bottom. There's no marker there, but right across the street from, from home, its former home is a club dedicated to slavery in Kansas City, believe it or not. Mm. Well, <laughs> my point though really getting back to Pat Singleton is that he died in that house at nine twenty West Street on February the seventeenth, nineteen hundred. Now he was a widower, so he lived alone. And he was buried in Union Cemetery in a pulverous grave, still yet unmarked. I've researched this and I found, uh, you know, either, uh, uh, Union Cemetery is overseen by uh, Kansas City Parks and Recreation. And they've been pretty helpful in helping us to locate where his gravesite would be. So it's it's uh, a mission of mine that we correct this injustice and give this man, Benjamin Pat Singleton, his proper due by pulling together, getting a, a memorial headstone and a and a ceremony that recognizes all the great contributions that he has done for African Americans. And he's resting right here in our uh, midst—a disgrace in that unmarked grave—and we we should uh, take the initiative to do
0: something about it. You mentioned that uh, funds are needed and welcome. How might someone, if they're interested in making a donation, whatever, how can you be reached so they can make this reality of a tombstone, a headstone, and people knowing about all? to contribute
2: to this, uh, they say, this great nation. Well, yeah, I'm uh, in the process of uh, pulling together uh, historical institutions. Uh, I'm, uh, I've talked with Dr. Carmelita Williams over at the Black Archives, and we're going to sit down and talk some. I'm, I'm contacting the Historical Society of Kansas, where they have uh, lots of information on Pat Singleton and the Exodusters, And um, I want to involve other uh, educational uh, museums and history institutions. I'm on the board of Broussard Watkins Cultural Heritage Center, and I'll leave it at that. But we're uh, we're uh, trying to pull together a um, uh, what do you say a consortium of different institutions to spearhead this effort.
0: Well, for the benefit of our listeners, what's the location of uh, the Union uh, Cemetery?
2: Uh, It is just south of Crown Center. If you take Grand, and uh, after you cross 27th Street, uh, the street, uh, there's a Y. And you take uh, the, the street to the left, that would be Warwick. And you go about a half a block and you're at the entrance to uh Union Cemetery. And uh, of course the grave being unmarked there's nowhere I can give you an exact place to go and look for it, but it is on the eastern the southeastern uh, edge of the cemetery.
0: Well for the benefit of the people who are just listening, uh, or Mr Scott Owen, how might they
2: Getting out a, a memorial hit this Well, that is uh, more information. Well, again, they can. Well, um, that's one of the problems is that there's not any collective information. You can uh, Google uh, Benjamin Singleton, and uh, his bio will come up and background information on him. But the uh, Union Cemetery, which is also, like I mentioned, uh, under the. Uh, 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 auspices of Kansas City Parks and Recreation, uh, you should be able to contact uh, Union Cemetery and inquire about the grave site of Benjamin Path How might
0: Cemetery that be done?
2: By contacting. Uh, right, General how
0: People. can they be contacted? What's the mail for me? There's no park and recreation. You
2: know, you look up uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Garib, I believe. Uh, then go to
0: uh, departments and you'll find cancer red and uh, inquire with them directly. Well that's 816-513-7500. Um, uh, they can call that uh, number and probably find out from the people there how this would uh, receive rather receive.
2: this effort too I think we will contact I join you. You got my allegiance. We'll see what we can do to publicize the actual story and maybe organize a committee of folk to do the proper publishing to that truth. Well, the you are in a Go period ahead. of truth where a lot of truth is. We, it's, a, it's a real crystal period. A deepening of truth is beginning to hit this whole nation as they propose to us to continue, uh, even Tulsa. Uh, the big lies, the lies that have gone on for years, have had their period and, and it's being busted. And it's going to be up to us, uh, historians, researchers, to take the ball along with it. Because we all are connected, just like we're talking right now, and the internet and the computer can help us pull together the network of deeper information. We need to make the network of truth. Because we have some incredible, African Americans that have sustained I was a four hundred and one years from August twentieth, sixteen nineteen. And the truth that must be told. It's this time to be told. And it's upon us, for so our children. You see who's reacting to sixteen nineteen? Uh, McConnell. Trump. White racists who lived off of that. And Come for us it's our duty to duty. Stand tall. do a lot of research that got to be done, but we can do that work now. And Nicole, Hannah Johnson, I'm in love. I more. <laughs> no, nah, I swear to God. she talks, she speaks. Uh, she's on a lot of interviews. She is. She's a Pulitzer winner. She's a genius. To women. She's all their credentials. You hear me? And all the conditions that they've espelt together, and then they want to act funny with us. So it's just a rallying cry to us to, to back up and join the information that must come forward. to truth, the truth, shows set us free. Really. Yes. And I, we are the children, so. the children of God. Got to get off their dusty musties and do work. That's this, right. This, That's this right. Big <laughs> work we need to give them. Stop messing around. I don't want my... Right, I consider I'm 73. Mm-hmm. I don't know long because I'm not living for me. I'm living for my Anyway, I got a couple grandbabies in Raleigh and that thing. I'm living for them because they're going to have
0: to take this. But I want to give them all that they need to get righteousness and justice. And we have got... They, don't, they can't stop us from reading anymore. Did you know that? No, I don't, they can't punish us. They can't punish us for seeking truth,
2: and so we, we have to do our right. thing. You know, and, uh, you
1: couldn't be more right. Let, let me amplify that just for a second, because okay. here's what I see. In, in Missouri now, uh, we talked earlier about, you know, conflating 1619 and critical race theory. There is right. a movement in the Missouri legislature where they just had a hearing, and they're getting uh-huh. ready to have another one on Monday the 23rd. Now, the first one, they wouldn't let any African-Americans testify wouldn't let <laughs> anybody who would actually tell the truth about CRT testify. And they right. went in there and they talk bad about CRT, about uh, acknowledging that the racism is systemic in the United States, saying that children couldn't be taught this because they would be radicalized, would no longer mm-hmm. believe their parents. And uh, it, it, I find that interesting. What? Would, and I, I'd love to get both of your perspectives. What would be the best way to get the public engaged on this topic so that we don't have censorship and that we allow for the next generation to understand the importance of how we have come up and why we are in this position
2: that we currently in. One of the things I, I would put on the table is Frederick Douglass' 1852 speech. What is your independence day to slavery, to the people who were enslaved? He gave a speech in Rochester, New York. And I tell every B1, black person, pull that up with all heart it. You can't be more dynamic and more in their face than he ever was when he broke it down. The pageantry, the, the boniness, it's not us. 1852 not us. Day of Independence. It was their day. And they made a thing out of it that was part, now what we're, we're seeing, big lies. Big lie has to be killed. That's, that's our job. That's our job. We're going to get off our rest. We gotta. The big lie has to be killed so that America can live. An America that God intended. Not that these devils, not that these racists, not that these killers wanted to have, but what did God have for people who wanted freedom, justice, equality, all those powerful words? What did God have in mind? And it's our duty to get off our rusties. And make it a reality. And if they try to block us, we know who they are. They showed us who they are January 6th. And they can't tell us we did not see what we saw. So we don't need any better message than that. And we need to get busy. And it needs to happen almost in every state in this union. We're tired of the lies
0: and the truth, uh, like Grandma said. The well, truth. you mentioned uh, the call of uh, probably Eric Wilson and. Also, uh, that's 816-842-3804, uh, But I would right. suggest not only dealing with Yuma on that, but I would and the Black Turner. I would suggest that you get in contact with the Convention Bureau, and I believe that's uh, to See, that was it? Eight two one five two four two, and get the Communication Department to get. A copy or you can look it up on the web of all the media names they have. And I would h- ask the people to start writing letters to the editor. Somebody's going to be interested in doing something. We got the Call, we got the Globe, we got the U.S. Dispatch and Publishing Kansas. But also time, letter to the editor and also the different media outlets. The Radio station have uh, the- Emphasize this again. We're going to be celebrating our 47th year. That's next Saturday, August 28. We were incorporated in the state of Missouri, a 501c3, in 19. I'll reach you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nimrod Chapel with the Missouri State Conference of the NAACP. Uh, the best numbers for me are 816 309 5009, or you can do uh, Nimrod, N I M R O D, Chapel, C H A P E L, J R at gmail.com. Thank you for another great program. Yes, this is good.
0: How can you be reached Mr. Ron McMillan after he ran you out of New York? (laughs) I know he's not lost.
2: country, change the narrative, and uh, to remember teaching correct history. and uh, we understand that the powers to the right, or the powers of be is trying to confuse the two in order to discredit it and they're doing it for a reason and we understand what that reason is but as, as we are unified and being clear on understanding the differences between the two yet promoting them both because they're vital for our children's future. Thank you. You
0: know, uh, often I'll say maybe comments and a lot of people don't know how to uh, take, I think I've been here long enough to uh, talk. Uh, I said, uh, I've told other people that they got ran out of whatever city, but we were happy that uh, Ron McMillan came here and he has a project going and normally if it
2: I know he says uh, uh, stop brother don't shoot being one of his slogans uh, to
0: communicate to us listen to shoot and kill one another I know also he has some face masks that he wanted to have that printed and Ron's number is uh, 816-363 uh, was at 92 12 I believe and can you see if you can reach him, the last
2: To was Chamber of Commerce to come up on, from 1 to 3. Uh, most of all, see, next week, okay, we have a message that a show on the uh, rate theory also. That's next Saturday from 1 to 3. But also this week, we talked about middle black history and, and with middle health and how black history may being affected about all, uh, especially in the, in the families, especially with going on with COVID-19.
0: Okay, if you want to reach the United Minority Media Association, 816-822-8866, and the mobile number is 816-694-2273, on both of them, leave a message so we can contact you. But uh, this has been a tremendous show today, as well as getting the not have been cognizant of 1619 uh, projects and like they say we have racism and lynchings, rapes and whatever. not only in Ketcher, Arkansas not only in Tulsa or Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, the 100 year celebration where they have the wealth uh, along with Raleigh, North Carolina and Chicago, Illinois and nobody has been prosecuted in any of those situations. It's just like they, they talked about Elaine, uh, Arkansas, but the name now is the Helena, Arkansas, where uh, 200 black World War One veteran, that was sharecroppers and they wanted to get 75%, and the Klan murdered them as nothing has ever been done about that. We got to wake up like Mr. Williams said and Mr. Ron Macmillan and like a lot of people use another word stop sitting back on your tariti and get involved <laughs>
2: that's
1: right that's right if you haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast the 1619 Project the, uh, the, New, York, the New York Times has it at their website it's free you can get at it through uh, the Apple Podcast or you can do it through uh, those folks who Android. is completely free. Great opportunity and a great
0: read. And also, Guess Who's Coming to Kansas is also on the Apple Project. Uh, Thanks to uh, Mr. Uh, Scott Owen and Mr. Uh, Our folks, that they are making it possible that there's no need for us not to say we don't know how to find something. And a special thank and congratulations go out to these entities no-nonsense